definitely human. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 67. It's autumn and it's Halloween. And I've currently got a fussy baby in arms hoping she's going to play ball. Oh, she's doing the upside down frowny face. And a ghost is also here. The ghost of my husband, David Knight, is lurking in the shadows. We're surrounded by spookiness. We've got spooky chickens. A spooky cat. It's very windy. <laughs> yeah, it's a very windy day. I suppose I should start by talking about Puds, yeah. Puds's reincarnation. So I'll share the unfortunate news that Puds the Third has passed. And what was really weird is a few days went by and then a kitten appeared in the sheds that almost, I thought it was Puds almost when I saw her at first. She's this gorgeous sort of apricot tortoiseshell color, really tiny cat. She's about two to three months old. And we checked her for a microchip, took her to the vets, and yeah, turned out, nope, she didn't belong to anybody. And I think she'd been abandoned abandoned again. And so Puds the fourth is born. That's how you get farm cats. They just kind of show up for work one day, don't they? Yeah, exactly. I hear you've got a vacancy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) So, um, talking of spookiness, how are things on the vineyard? Oh, God. <laughs> well, um, yeah, things are good. I was, I've, I spent so much time worrying about um, putting up bird netting and wasps and things like that. I had no idea about slugs mm. and what a damage they can do. And you so, spooky slugs. Spooky, everything <laughs> spooky. Spooky slugs. And so I came back from um, having our little one and, yeah, just was really like, wow, the wasps have done a lot of damage, even though I've done the netting. And I could see the slugs have actually used the netting to get from vine to vine. I could see a slime trail going along the netting, going from vine to vine to vine. And I came up on like a miserly, misty day and the grape clusters were just covered in slugs. It was awful. It was so no. disgusting. And so we've lost, I want to say, like... 80% of the crop I don't know 70% oh it's it's been really savage Yikes. it's been a savage savage learning curve so 
We were going to send everything up to three choirs, but they needed a minimum of a ton. I don't even think we're going to have like a fifth of that now. So it's, you know, I, I literally, I, I was going up and down on the mower and I was thinking I could just burst into tears. I was so close to bursting into tears and I just thought, no, because it's sort of my blood, sweat and tears in that vineyard this last year, trying to get everything ready for the first harvest. Ah, but I just thought, you know, next year I'm just going to think, yeah, I'm going to know exactly what to do. It's something to learn from. We are still going to do a harvest. We're still going to get all the grapes. We're still going to make some wine, but we'll just, whatever grapes we do have, we will make it here and we'll make it ourselves. And more importantly, the vines have actually like strengthened and are growing. Yes, and- exactly. It is year three. It's a bonus year. There was never going to be that much fruit on them anyway. They haven't, they've only just reached the top wire, whereas next year the entire vineyard's going to be in production. So that's a year to not mess up. This was the year to make any mistakes if they were going to happen. So I've got to look on the positives. Take the positive from the negative. So the positive is you can look forward to being way more stressed next year yeah. than you have been this year. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, and I won't have a baby to worry about. Well, I will, but you know, I won't have... You won't ha- What's happening to our baby? <laughs> I won't have to worry about having a baby next year. I already right. have the baby and hopefully we'll be Job more organized. Done. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I've done my job. I'm noticing quite a few more gray hairs. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I want to say that's the courtesy of the vineyard rather than the actual pregnancy and having a baby was quite easy. I think having a vineyard is proving to be more stressful. You did say the other day, man, it's all happening at once. Baby, vineyard, pumpkin patch. E- Three equal. E- <laughs> having our daughter is the biggest and most impressive of all those three sure sure sure, sure. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> speaking of pumpkin patch how's that going the pumpkin patch is doing really well i am really excited it's been the perfect weather this year for pumpkins they've all grown some of them i can barely even lift they're massive mm-hmm. we've been doing a lot of um creating signs painting signs um getting all that ready we've got some signs down on the main road so that people driving past basically it's like a billboard like you know turn left now mm-hmm. so we were putting all those out yesterday um in the biting east <laughs> easterly winds and yeah painting spooky pumpkins and i've bought lots of skeletons and making scarecrows and yeah just lots and lots of decorations i've got some giant hay bales coming that i will put pumpkins on top of to make an impressive display as well as wrapping in black plastic and having some legs coming out the side for a spooky spider the maze is looking incredible but it's very weedy so i've got someone coming in today to strim it down and so that people don't trip over the giant weeds but yeah it's looking super impressive i mean what do you think you've seen it with your own two mm-hmm. eyes i have yeah i'm ama- amazed <laughs> at how amazing the labyrinth is yeah? yeah? Yeah, we did it, didn't yeah. we? We had a couple of friends over just to test it and see what the kids thought. And yeah, it was very impressive. Yes, and your cousin Anthony came around with his uh, drone and flew over the top of it, and it looks fantastic. Is it a spooky surprise? Are you holding that back, like what it looks no, like? No, because I've already posted it on social media. Oh, okay. So it is a spooky cobweb with a spider in the middle, which I'm very impressed by. It looks very, very good it from the aerial great, view. Yeah, yeah and we're going to decorate each dead end. We've got spider... Um, got spiders well i do have spiders but i've got skeletons i've got some like funky novelty sunglasses and like cocktails to trying to make it a bit less spooky for the kids a bit fun yeah it's a fine line because your original plan i think was like to have all these like dead bodies in giant webs and you had to pull me back because i had i had signs saying you know beware do not go in and there was like blood dripping and like enter your own you know peril and you're like uh i think this is going a bit too far so yeah you managed to pull me back a little bit from going too scary because you are in danger of your heart hardening the longer you become a farmer why'd you say that 
so many things you know that, that get you down setbacks setbacks the the slugs more recently uh people stealing pumpkins yes i have noticed that some pumpkins have been disappearing close to the gate but i kind of knew that would happen you know we used to have a fish pond and the locals fished all the fish out of it like i don't know there's just things that happen if your little tiny tim needs a pumpkin and you want to nip over the fence and get one you know fair enough and that's the narrative you're choosing to believe and not that someone's parked up grabbed as many pumpkins as they can and stuck them in the back of their truck to take down to the marketplace yeah exactly i can't think like that because that's too depressing i just i yeah it's about the kids right it's about the children like at christmas it's about the children i want the children to have a good time it sounds very convincing listeners can't (laughs) see the darkness in your eyes but you were quite surprised at how big and bombastic this pumpkin patch actually was because you've only just seen it for the first time yes you have no chill you're ridiculous like this is your first pumpkin patch and it's quite ambitious for a pumpkin patch ambitious i am very ambitious and i think there's no point in doing it (laughs) i am ambitious yeah and so modest there's no point in doing it small the first year because then people won't be interested to come the second year you've got to hit them bam like whoa this is the best thing we've ever seen Mm -hmm. um and so that's what i've tried to go with but yeah lots of learning this year i refuse to be perturbed slugs people stealing you know it's all happening but when we open next week, we've got five days, we're opening on Saturday. When we open next week, seeing all the little kiddies running amongst the pumpkins and just having the most amazing time, I think I'm going to be really enjoying it. Ooh, also, through putting it on social media and stuff, I had a face painter reach out to me and say mm-hmm. that she wanted to come. And then I had a spooky storyteller. She tells stories for kids and she's going to make them spooky, obviously, for Halloween. And I've partnered with a local food van that does like sweet treats, like brownies and milkshakes and things like that. So get the kids really, really hyped up on sugar. Send them into the maze. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how everybody reacts to it and how I can grow it year on year. So you think it's ambitious now? <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> Okay, well, this is all very exciting. Lots of spooky fun on the horizon. Um, what else have you been up to? Well, this week I had a visit from Roisin Campbell-Palmer from the Beaver Trust. She came to check out our ponds again and to see, because lots of the legislation has changed, um, to see whether we can have beavers. Again, three years later, <laughs> we're still desperate for beavers, but I had a really interesting chat with her, and this is that talk now. Bloop, bloop, bloop. So what are we looking for today? We're talking about an enclosure and... Yeah, we're looking at a, the potential for an enclosed space to hold a pair of family of beavers. Okay. A pair hopefully to turn into a family of beavers. So what we're really looking at is, well, what does the water do? The hydrology of the system. Is there kind of stable water, deeper, deep enough water for a family to establish? And then the next major thing is what's the food availability in the forage? And then it's, I guess, over to you guys for a conversation of what you can tolerate, what, what you would expect a beaver family do, what would uh, work well with your land and your practices, or what might be too much and generate conflict. Okay. <laughs> and what's changed in the last couple of years about you know what the government is happy to accept at a beaver enclosure? Adrian was saying it needs to be much bigger now, an enclosure? Well, it's a good question. I think there's been, it's been a rapidly moving place, to be honest. So 
officially at the minute the only way you can kind of release beavers in England is into an enclosed space. That's uh, under a license process and part of that license application is you have to do uh, a feasibility study. You also have to do some kind of engagement with your neighbours and the local community to see, you know, are they going to be accepting of it? And then we're also looking at, well, if beavers were enclosed here, is it viable over the long term, over several years? Will the animals be happy here? Are they retainable? Um, we're all looking to a place in time when the government uh, want to do wild releases. And I guess we were nearly there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, changing government, changing priorities, uh, sorry, changing environmental minister, changing priorities. That's kind of all being put on hold at the minute. So I think Natural England are really looking at, well, how many more beaver enclosures should there be? Um, what is the justification for them? And that's why we're all looking a bit kind of harder of, of why we're enclosing beavers and, and what's the long term outcome of having these animals in and enclosures. What do you use this pond for now? Nothing. Right. Just for the wildlife. Mm-hmm. And is this clay, earthen based? Yes, it's not stone clay. or okay. no, it's all clay. Okay. So if yeah. I run a scenario, you know, yes. I always go with what could beavers do and is this tolerable? So as you know, they, they do like to dam. If they've got um a body of water, they'll sit in that body of water. But you know, beavers they plan for years ahead. So they usually like to make water bigger. Yes. And they like to control the water level. So they don't like large fluctuations. No. Which is why they like a pond or something to start with. Or a big driver of uh, damming is to control the water so they don't have these big peaks and troughs in water. So usually what happens is you probably have a pond or a couple of ponds and then the burn or stream coming out of it, they can dam repeatedly. Now this is, like I say, to control the water. So create a kind of pond stream complex which can be really exciting especially for wildlife and biodiversity but in that you know if you look down your channel here and your stream going out so if you can imagine this in the future with several of these ponds going down because it wouldn't take much for them to put a small dam in and usually the dam starts small in the water channel and the water spills around the side so it's not about stopping water it's just about kind of slowing down the flow of water off the land which is useful um so if if you think of this pond and then maybe they create another one you know 10 meters down and then another one and another one so if we fast forward maybe and it can be only a couple of years till they kind of make dramatic changes so if you have this pond you've got this outlet that's a perfect pinch point to stick a dam in um, or just block it so if you can imagine this pond and then uh, the water maybe instead of going out and that being your burn and stream that way it might cut round here and join the mainstream again go out yeah so they're very good at pushing water out to the side and that's why you know in the right context they reconnect flood floodplains and this is what they say they push water out they hold water back and slow it all down so i think what you would have in this because you've got a bit of a gradient as well is multiple dams going down and multiple small ponds so it's not about they'll flood everywhere but if you think of this tree line and kind of the water being contained here i think what you'll have is spilling on either side and going back into the main channel spilling and back into the main channel so that's that's what it could look like Great. Okay. Good. <laughs> as long as that doesn't fill you with horror. No, no. It's got very dark and dense in here. Mm. It never used to be like this. Well, they're the perfect animal to kind of open up patches. <laughs> mm. And they, they're very patchy feeders, so it wouldn't be like it all opens up. No. It might look a bit drastic when they first come in because they cut a lot to kind of build lodges yes. and you no know, dams. And then it's like, you know, when it, these systems mature up a bit it's sometimes people go in and go well where is the beaver activity not saying you know they don't see any but Mm. they're then selectively foraging on the regrowth or they're eating you know the different um vegetation that comes up so during spring and summer i mean 
Their diet shifts as well. So yes, they'll eat bark and trees going into autumn and winter. But if, if you imagine this all full of like brambles, arises, rushes, that's what they're foraging in the spring and summer. Okay. So actually their impacts can look very different mm. um, to then the back end of the deer, uh, year when this all dies down and they switch on to a more woody diet. Mm. If you wanted to maintain the pond at this end, then we'd look to kind of box that out and try to stop them because they're, <laughs> they're uh, creative, shall we say. So they're really good at kind of just getting sticks and material and pushing it all the way down the pipe. So, <laughs> yeah, if you ever wanted to unstick the pipe, you'd probably have to dig it up and shove it out. Yeah. So sometimes we'd kind of box out the end. Yeah. Now, it doesn't stop them damming. It just stops all the material go mm-hmm. into the pipe. Oh, so this is, I mean, this looks lovely. Having a lot of weed on top of yeah, the pond. that will change. That will <laughs> yeah, change. that will yeah. definitely. Do they eat algae or weed or um, clear anything? Away or? Yeah, like aquatic. Probably not the kind of algae, but any aquatic kind of um, vegetation they love. So things like lilies, anything sweet. They're really sweet tooth. Mm. But if you even think, you know, they're quite chunky animals. Um, yes. Them moving through this and clearing it yes. and shoving damn up material up, it will I look very they different. Use that to pad out this. Absolutely, they're brilliant yeah. for blocking. Stuff, <laughs> yeah. Yes. getting yes. mud, vegetation yes. and blocking some yes. of these leaks yes. in their dams. I find it incredible that an animal that small can look oh. at an area like this and just have it in their head how they're going to redesign they it. They have absolutely yeah, plans. And it changes every year. And you, you've seen some of the enclosed projects. I mean, the difference, what we've really like, encouraged projects to do if they can, get aerial shots and every year how it changes. Mm-hmm. And I think that visual message to show people is more powerful than anything we can kind of yes. try and describe or write about. Yes. But yeah, it's dramatic, but it's exciting. It's, it's about as long as you have the capacity to accept a bit of change and disturbance. I guess in some systems we manage them so tightly we can't. Um, mm-hmm. But in others, it's just about giving this space. Okay. So the pumpkin patch is open. We are in the field. It's three days in. We thought we were going to have time to record on day one with, you know, the first customer. But they came so thick and fast. It was bumper to bumper. Um, We've just been completely overwhelmed with the amount of people that have turned up. It's been bonkers. Chaos. Chaos. It's been chaos. chaos. Yeah, we've just been completely exhausted. Yeah. Just completely exhausted. I was worried that nobody would turn up. And like Harry, when he came down, he brought, um, he was here for the weekend. He brought a book because he thought he'd just be sat around reading. We haven't even had a chance to sit down. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. My my brain is kind of not working. I'm not unable to, yeah, I can't form sentences. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm so tired. Baby hasn't exactly been um, giving us a, a pass at nighttime. You know, like, no. oh, you guys have worked hard today. You can have a little rest. No, 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 no. She's fine during the day when we're working and I've got a strap to me and she's sleeping soundly. And then as soon as we get home to hopefully unwind unwind for an hour or two before going to bed, then she has a meltdown. And then she's up again from four. Yeah, yeah, up during the night, one o'clock, three o'clock. But yeah, I think we're really on to a winner here. I'm just blown away. Everybody's been so complimentary about it and just, you know, obviously saying the views when they come in is amazing. And then, yeah, all the pumpkins. We've got about 15,000 pumpkins here. Even though we've sold so many over the last two days, there still looks like it hasn't even been a dent. Everybody's loving the maze. We've had a lot of problems with 
the traffic, the cars coming in. It rained in the morning on day one and immediately our original car park was a mud pit and we needed to tow people out. And so we've then moved them to the field beyond. So we've got this big empty space. So yeah, there's a big learning curve of what we can do differently next year for sure. <laughs> We're constantly running low on wheelbarrows. One Somebody them... drove over a wheelbarrow, <laughs> rendering it absolutely useless. Yeah, it's all been a bit hectic. Yeah, it's very muddy. People not wearing wellies, like mud in the wheelbarrow wheels and everything. Yeah, it's just, it's it's fully mud. I feel like it's a workout just walking around in boots because I've got extra weights on the bottom of all the mud. <laughs> But yeah, it's so cute, like seeing all the little kids run around. They absolutely love the maze. Lots of other people with newborns. So, you know, we're like the no sleep crew having little jokes. And (laughs) yeah, it's really, really good. Everybody's loving the photo opportunities. And yeah, I can't wait to grow the decorations year on year. This year, it's all been a bit sort of like scrambling together. One little girl ran up and said about how um, and one of the skeletons was eating the pumpkin. Chomp, chomp. So cute. We've just been repeating that to ourselves now all day. Chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp. Let's get to work, chomp, chomp. Happy Halloween, boys and ghouls. May the holiday cheer fill your heart with spiders. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. Music is by John Skeleton Hands Day. Artwork is by Eric Grinning Skull Chow. And this episode was edited by David Pile of Bones Knight. Thank you, and thank you to Bingebox and Kay the Face Painter for being part of the patch. If you want to support Back to Earth, you can rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye. Chomp, chomp. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.